Moneyball? How about Perryball? Listen in on the newest episode of Halos in the Infield, coming up now. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, along with the other host of the show, Fernando. Hello, everybody. How's it going, everybody? We're here talking about your Angels, the favorite baseball team. You could like and subscribe to our podcast or the um, YouTube version. Give us a five star on uh, or give us a like on YouTube and give us a five star wherever you listen to podcasts, please. It makes a lot of difference for us, helps us move up the rankings. So that being said, the Angels come off a Texas ass sweep and they came home to play Oakland. So we're going to talk about Oakland in this series, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming Texas series, a quick two-gamer. Real quick, so while we're on the topic of Texas, Mm -hmm. you, sir, don't live in an open carry state, so what's with the guns? (laughs) You got to put those away. Uh, Yeah, just stretching. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I don't know. I just felt like uh, my my inner, uh, hey, yo, you know, tribute to the old – What's his name? Got a tribute, and I say, "What's his name?" Isn't that great? You um, right. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody said that about like the Artie, or the uh, God, see, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it now. If anyone said that about the Gene Autry cowboy hat, yeah, people would be like, "Oh my God, how dare you not know Gene's name?" Exactly, Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. I don't know why. Oh, okay. it is, yeah, but a tribute to him. R.I.P. Actually, um, so talking about Texas, man. Uh, you know, we didn't expect them to to with the, with the pitching staff that they had. You guys were going two out of three. You and Dominique, and I said flat out sweep. Did I curse things? Yeah, I think so. You also <laughs> even called a sweep for this series. So, so uh, I, I honestly I think the problem here is that all the Roger Lodge impressions you do you do are going to your head. And I think Roger's infecting your mind so much so that you probably now follow John Stamos on Instagram. I I secretly do. <laughs> Wait, do you actually? No, no, no. Okay. But, but I should. I should follow Fuller House at least. Yeah, right. At least. <laughs> but uh, But no, I mean, look. I, I drank the Kool-Aid, I honked my my honks, and oh, I really thought I, canceled again. <laughs> Dude, we're only like we're not even five minutes into the show, Todd. You've already talked about honks. You've already uh, used the Second Amendment in the form of your arms. I don't know what more we. <laughs> you're a train wreck. I sure am. It, it's got to be a Sunday. It's got to be a Sunday. But yeah, uh, right. it's the Lord's Day. Yeah. Well, see, look. Um, I'm like Chick-fil-A. I'm off on Sundays. But the thing, the thing is, the, the Angels, you looked at that rotation, you thought, oh, hey, those three pitchers aren't going to lose in Texas. And I thought the same thing when they came home here. I'm like, eh, there we go again. But I drank the Kool-Aid, bro. I did. I'm, you know, I forgot that our, our hitting is so inconsistent, bro. Yeah, our hitting has been a little bit disappointing over the last week, you know, and here's the one thing I will say, cause obviously I wasn't on that episode with you. You know, things were crazy as you know, I think we'll be for the next month, mm-hmm. but um, what I did want to say is, you know what? We got swept last series 
but I don't think it was the worst series we've had of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was some hitting mistakes and there were some pitching mistakes, but you know, we're a couple of plays, you know, defensive plays, maybe some better pitches by the pitchers. Talk, we, we could be talking about a two, three series win in Texas because, you know, if the ball would have bounced our way a little bit in two of those games, because, you know, we weren't far off. We weren't getting our ass kicked up and down the series. It wasn't a horribly played series by the angels. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And, and, you know, they, we had back-to-back games in Texas where you left 17 guys on. That's a oh, yeah. lot. That's a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, then again, um our pitching was not doing that great either in terms of like they were giving up a lot of runs Mm -hmm. that's the first time we have seen that in a while uh you know and and this is a a team that (laughs) again the way they've pitched for the most part of the season we would we would not be saying this last year last year if they gave up five or six runs we're like all right good job you know they kept us in the game uh but they've been limiting teams to three or four runs if that and we've been getting losses because the hitting hasn't been there and with leaving all those guys on base, like we were able to generate walks, get hits. It's just after that, like today, case in point in the second inning, it's already one, nothing angels. You got the bases loaded and they only come away with one run. Yeah. And base running was terrible in the, in the last few games as well. Uh, the, uh, the last thing I'll say about the Rangers series I know you know you already covered that is the fact that the Angels scored 14 combined runs in those three games. I mean, no matter which way you slice and dice it, your offense scored you 14 runs. That's enough to win some games. I mean, four runs, five runs, five runs. Last time I checked, five runs should be more than enough to win you a ball game. Mm -hmm. In theory, if your offense at least scores three runs, your offense is giving you a chance to win, Mm -hmm. right? And so, then, I mean, that's the last thing I'll say. You, you, you can, you know, whatever you need to say. No, I, I agree totally. I mean, the the, your, the offense is doing just enough to keep you in the ball game. The pitching should do their job. Yeah. And it's it's been that way, uh, but they can't seem to get over the hump. I think we focus on a lot on this podcast on the top five players in that lineup. And then also the bottom four for not doing the little things. You know, we want the top five to do the big things. And they're not getting it done. And then you have the bottom four that are not table setting. But when they do, like the other night, they get a W. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, just the way the Angels operate and have operated forever, you can't always have both worlds. Mm -hmm. Your offense is firing in all cylinders. Your pitching's firing in all cylinders. But how often do we get both for a long stretch of time? It just doesn't happen here in Angels country. And it's unfortunate. But um, you know what? You win some, you lose some. And like I said, that wasn't a horribly played series. You know, could the bullpen pitching have been a little bit better? Sure. But, you know, and the offense did leave a lot of runners on base. But 14 runs is a lot of runs. It's not like they got shut out all three games. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when I was bringing up that other video, uh, I want to get your viewpoint on it because I did that one solo. But you think about where the Angels rank right now. Forget about the other seasons I ragged on. Let's talk about 2022. Right now, the Angels lead the league in home runs. They're second in RBIs. I believe they're either third or second in runs scored. However, with runners in scoring position, they are almost dead last. And also, with uh, stolen bases, they're towards the bottom. And, uh, you know, what do you – it's very hard when you have those kind of stats, but then you're lacking on the keyest of stats there because they're up there with hits too. 
Yeah, and I, I think uh, the, the big thing to take away from that is, you know, leading, leading the league in home runs, great. Mm-hmm. How They're probably also leading the league in solo shots. Oh, now, yeah. How many of those home <laughs> runs are solo shots? I mean, if we're talking about 50 or 60% of them even being solo shots, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. That is a huge negative, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Trout's kind of always been Han Solo. Yo. Unfortunately, he has not exactly been Captain Clutch. As much as I would love to say Mike Trout is Captain Clutch, he's, you know, the guy who drives in all the runs, he's never exactly been that guy. And that's might be, aside from the lack of playoff success that everybody likes to remind us about because he's been there one time and he shat the bed with, you know, a single home run in that three-game series against the Royals. Yeah. The other thing that nobody really talks about is, you know, his disability to drive in clutch runs. He gets clutch hits from time to time. He's had a couple of walk-offs. But, you know, in his 10 years, we're not talking about a guy who's had 10 or 15 walk-offs. We're talking about, what, maybe three to five? Yeah. You, you know, he, he reminds me of, of a player that, you know, because you could, you could look back at certain players, especially if you're a hardcore fan, you could say, I remember where I was when Barry Bonds walked us off against this guy. Or I remember Mark McGuire's huge home run. Or I remember Albert Pujols' huge home run in the postseason for the Cardinals, yeah. not the Angels. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I remember uh, that big double play he got. Yeah. <laughs> remember those four double plays he got, Fernando? That was awesome. Yeah, that was my favorite part. That's why I bought a Pujols jersey that night. <laughs> I do want a jersey that says double play and number five on the back. I really do. The double play machine? Yeah. <laughs> but besides that, what I'm saying is, like, you don't have too many historic, like, home runs by Trout, like, like where he just, like, dominated a game or won him in late uh, inning heroics. You really just don't have that with him. Um, and you're right. But – I think a meme that is waiting to happen, and I want to see it come from you, dude, because you're good at memes, is the Star Wars Han Solo home run by Trout. I'll, I'll, say, I'll save it for, uh, for Star Wars night. That would be perfect. That would be <laughs> Star but, Wars night at the end of, the, of May. I think it's like May 21st or something. 27th. Or no, is it 21st? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, 27th. Then, yeah. Dang it. Yeah, no, because I won't be. I'll, I'll be here mm-hmm. in New York still. New Jersey. See, that's what you got to tell the fans, how beautiful that outlook is uh, that you got behind you. Trout, why wouldn't you want to keep living here? Why? You love it here so much. You come back here every offseason. Is that where the home runs go, to the smokestacks? Hit them to the smokestacks. (laughs) Yeah, right. Something where the lung cancer goes, unfortunately. (laughs) It's Yeah, this is a photo right next to the New Jersey. Uh, yeah, the Newark Airport, by the way, guys. If anybody hasn't been here, I, I'm not kidding. This is literally what it looks like, like two blocks away from the airport. Yeah. You think LAX is bad? <laughs> that's that's how back in the day used to show the steel worker plants and all that. They used to be like the 50s style, but that still goes on to this day in the yeah. beautiful New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, the Garden State. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a garden to me. They should call it the Diner State. <laughs> because of how many diners there are here anyway but um yeah so the angels played a pretty decent series against oakland they were able to turn around they didn't exactly get the sweep that you predicted but they did have a chance 
Mm-hmm. You know, they fought back into the game on Friday. Oakland took an early one nothing lead, but the Angels immediately responded and make it 1-1. Angels, uh, in the bottom of the third, got another run. And then it was kind of off to the races for Oakland after the fifth. They scored two in the fifth, one of the sixth, and they ended up winning 4-2. And that game, though, after the Oakland got the lead, it felt like they were miles behind. Uh, they they could not rally. They could get nothing going, and it was like the was that that was cowbell night, right? Yes. And strangely yeah. enough, like when you when you watch a game in Tampa and they have cowbells year round there, um, <laughs> it's 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 literally pretty damn loud, and yeah. and and um and that's what like maybe ten thousand maybe fans, um but yeah, there was about thirty almost forty thousand there, and it was pretty quiet, dude. 32,000 apparently it was pretty quiet though I didn't hear it on the tv you know and and that's one thing that I think a lot of us like hardcore angels fans could kind of agree with I mean there's some time where you go to an angels game and it sounds like you're at church (laughs) you know like I'm not completely trying to bag on our fan base because I mean it's just who we are but I mean even you've been at games and been like it's kind of quiet here you know what I mean like don't get me wrong I'm perfectly happy with not having to hear cowbells this isn't Oakland oh yeah you know, Oakland, like, you, they only have, like, 12 fans out of 10, but all 12 of them bring, like, those little noisemakers. You know, they have, like, the drums. and Yeah, they have the soccer horns, those long Kazoos ones. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, Vuvuzelas for those. But oh, okay. Yeah. You, you have guys, like, playing, like, uh, they take their drumsticks to the bathrooms and play on the trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You don't have to worry about anybody peeing in there because there's nobody at the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, they're dedicated. I'll give them that. Uh, I wish we had more fans like that at the stadium, but you're absolutely right. Sometimes I don't know what it is. The atmosphere will, you'll go in there and it'll just feel electric from start to finish. And then other nights you're walking in there and you're hearing conversations from the upper deck talking about how, <laughs> how good their kids did in math today or something. You know? Yeah. And, but I mean, you know, and then you got days like opening day this year where opening day was great. Oh yeah. It, the stadium was alive. It was rowdy. So, you know, I'm definitely hoping for those days to come back, especially in the playoffs. If we can make the playoffs, you know, I'm going to fly out to Cali just for the playoffs. I need to. It's been too long. And we got to catch a game before you go. So maybe hopefully this Toronto series or somewhere we can get together before you leave, man. I will not be home for the, for the Toronto series. (laughs) Well, that's right. You're out there for a week. So yeah, I'm out here a week yeah, a week from today, but I mean, so it'll probably have to be after that because and then I'll be gone like the week before the wedding. So we have maybe like a one week stretch where we might be able to go. All right. Well, let me know and I'll be there. I'll make the uh, sacrifice, my man. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the Angels lose that first game. What happened the next game, man? Well, real quick. Uh, so the first game was Blackburn, 4.2 innings, uh, six hits, two runs. Both of them earned two walks and five strikeouts for Oakland. He ended the game with a 1.91 ERA. Um, and then uh, Silseth, uh, 4.1 innings pitched. Six hits, three runs. They were all earned, two walks, six strikeouts. Honestly, I think he pitched better than the ERA would imply. It was just that home run that killed him. Because besides that, I mean, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty sharp. I love the confidence I saw behind his splitter. It was very much, you know, nana, nana, boo, boo, come get it. (laughs) You know, here's the thing, man. I will 100% take a pitcher giving up a home run on their pitch. I love it when guys challenge the other guy. And sometimes... You know, you just got to tip your cap to the batter, and there's nothing wrong with that. I will gladly concede if the batter earned it, and that's exactly what happened because, I mean, Silka was definitely pitching better than a guy who's making his second career start. 
And let me let me ask you a question because my dad literally told me uh, I came in halfway through the game after Silseth, uh, you know, parted the game, uh-huh. and my dad literally said, "Boy, that guy needs to get sent down. He's terrible." I'm like, "Wait, I was listening to the game. Silseth was dealing, and yeah. he's like, yeah, but he gave two home runs.' I'm like, "Are we that spoiled that fast? I mean, three runs, two home runs. That's not bad. I mean, at that point, he's just down one run." I, I don't, I mean, Hey, your dad has a very good baseball mind. I've talked with him many times. Now, who's that pitcher? He really loves it. He tells me all the time. Oh, from, from way back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dean chance. Is it Dean chance? No, I know. I know about Bo. Cause there was a guy who he told me about, it. I was like, Oh man, I forgot he was on the team. Oh, well, I don't know if it was or not. Cause he goes all the way back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he, it could have even been like what PCL days. Probably. He was there. But, yeah. Yeah. But he, he, I remember him telling me all about Wrigley field and not the Wrigley field in Chicago. For those of you guys wondering mm-hmm. for any of you young whippersnappers, I mean, really like me, uh, <laughs> the angels used to play a Wrigley field, which was a minor league stadium in Los Angeles. Exactly. But um, yeah, honestly, I, I liked what I saw out of him. You know, I, I think he might be getting sent down, but I don't think it'll be because of a bad performance. You know, some guys are going to start coming back from injury now, so we're going to start seeing some moves. His name might be pretty high up there on the list. Um, I'd say maybe like top five of guys who will get sent down periodically as guys come back. Uh, Bear Claw would probably be at the top of the list of guys getting sent down, and he pissed in this game too. 1.2 innings pitch, gave up an earned run. Uh, he did have one strikeout, but he did exit this ball game with the 1.17 ERA. He's pitched surprisingly well. Uh, I like what yep. I've seen with him. Uh, is it Lopez, the other guy that they used the other night? He might go back down, right? Or did he already go down? Uh, I don't think he's gone down yet. Lopez. You, Valdez? Oh, Valdez. Yeah, yeah, the changeup dude. I, I I still think he's on the team. Okay. I could be wrong. I, I haven't looked at the transactions. Okay, because I would think he would probably go down, especially when, uh, you know, Stassi. I mean, because they're going to bring him up. Wallach's going to go down probably. But uh, you're going to use some pitchers here to go down right now because uh, the bullpen. And then you got what's his name coming up here pretty soon, too. Uh, Buttry. Buttry and also the the one from Philly. He's a, He made his rehab start. Uh, oh, Archie Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. Yeah, he's almost ready as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ty? Yeah, no, Ty's working on, on some stuff. We've been uh, talking, uh, texting back and forth. So uh, we got to have I've him been asking. Again. Yeah, I mean he's got a little bit going on right now. So, but uh, yeah, I, we I, I we'll, we'll figure out some guys to get on the show, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I'm sure you can see I've been very active on the DMs. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing I take pride in. Almost every single interview we've gotten, I I've pulled off. So. Yeah, you're you're batting about almost a thousand. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go on the the only one I still need to knock on the door. I need to go to MLB Network and be like, "Yo, Matty V." <laughs> it would be good good to get him on and then just to play a prank we should delay his sound a little bit <laughs> did you see that matt did you see that we'll be like a question ahead or something he'll be like yeah i remember growing up there like, we're not talking about that no more <laughs> yeah yeah right i'm on matt how come you always like respond to our po or to our dms but you don't respond to the one where we're like you should come on the show but he responds to everything else yeah, you know, who, <laughs> you know who did that with me, and it was most frustrating was Benji Molina. Benji Molina, oh, yeah. <laughs> he would respond to everything, and I'd be like, "All right, cool. Can we get you for the anniversary show?" 
nothing. Crickets. <laughs> but I'd be like, hey, cool hat. Thanks, man. I got this. Yeah. Hat <laughs> yeah. I got it from Lids in Pacific Beach. I bought it at 642. The clerk's name was Alex. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, wow, thank you. Can we get you on the show? And he's all like that Will Smith meme where he like looks away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. We're allergic uh, to some people. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, so Cesar Valdez was outrighted to uh, Salt Lake on 521. Oh, okay. So I'll be yesterday. Yeah, and the Angels also signed Grant Dayton to a minor league contract. Yeah, everyone was talking about that. He has like a sparkling ERA from Miami or something like that. So uh, that could be one of Perry's pickups, dude. Um, Perry's been doing a fantastic job. Um, Absolutely. This man's cooking. Yeah, he is. Um, And and I just love the fact that he's just behind the scenes. He's not soaking up any attention. Uh, You know, he's just getting the job done. And I think the real fans are noticing that. Dude, he's like a ghost. Like, you see him, like, you know, you see the tweets of, like, him, like, you know, I think he was chasing his child, like, on the field because his kid was running around the bases or something. I met him during, like, the concert yesterday. Mm -hmm. But, like, the dude, like, you'll see him in the suite, and that's it. Like, people don't even see him walking around the stadium, really. Yeah. He's got some secret entrance or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, there's definitely a tunnel system at Angel Stadium. I mean, you know, there's definitely a way he can, you know, park his car where the bus uh, brings the away team and probably just come out that way. Cause there's no other way that I can see him getting in or out because I'm, like I said, some people, people occasionally see him, but not much. Yeah. Cause some people that have fan access or, or, you know, uh, special access to the stadium and even that are on the club levels, they'll take pictures with Tim Salmon, with Mark Gubazal walking through Patrick O'Neill, all the people brass, even Artie when he's there, when they're showing, when he wants to show off, uh, yeah. you know, they, they get pictures with everybody. And because those somewhat come through the audience at certain times, like you said, I've never seen a picture with, with a fan in Perry Manassian, except for I saw a lot training. during the, yeah, I was going to say, I saw a lot during spring training. Yes. During spring training, but never at Anaheim stadium. And there are so many questions I want to ask Perry. Oh yeah. That would be a good, if we could ever get him on here, uh, just you picking his brain. I just sit back and just listen and try to feed off of that. Cause uh, dude is a walking encyclopedia probably. With yeah. Yeah, I want to ask him some of those really tough questions. Like I told you, man, I'm itching to ask him. Like, how much of you? How much of you did you know that Billy Epler's guys are going to pan out as soon as he got fired? Yeah. You're like, that's what I really want to ask him because there's no way that a guy like him didn't know that the Angels were about to strike. Yeah, like I would love for you to follow up and be like, how much homework did you do on this organization before you decided to take the job? Or yeah, because before? like I told you, I mean it's kind of funny. Most of Perry's guys, like who he signed during the off season mm-hmm. this year, haven't really panned out or even last year, you know, he's the bullpen guys have, but you know what I mean? You look at like some of the smaller pieces or like, even like the Kurt Suzuki backup catcher that hasn't panned out, you know, Tyler Wade right now isn't panning out, but then you got the guys like, you know, Patrick Sandoval, you know, Taylor Ward, these guys who were Billy Epler guys who are now starting to pan out. So that's the kind of questions I want to ask. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, we'll save that for the wish list. So game two, the Angels snapped their four-game winning streak. And boy, oh boy, did it feel longer than four games. So it was Frankie Montas, uh, 1.2 innings pitched, uh, didn't give up anything. Uh, He left with an injury, right? Yeah, do you think that line drive was on purpose? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. He was on his way to getting another double-digit strikeout night, and he tried to protect his face. And I don't know. I haven't heard if he won on the aisle or not, but um, he I don't think his, he has as of yet. 
Okay, so then it must not be something serious, but he hurt, he hurt his wrist enough to where they took him out of the game, and it became a bullpen game at that point. Okay. Yeah, no, it's fun. I got confused because I was playing MLB The Show today, and I was playing against the A's, and I – Wow. David Fletcher hit the ball off Frankie Montez's face on my game. So that's why I was trying to figure out. I was like, did he get hit in real life in the face? <laughs> no, it was the hand. You know, those are close enough that where is. you're like, eh. <laughs> off the face, but, so much cooler. But just saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's freaking metal, dog. So Michael Lorenzen, six innings pitched, three hits, no earned runs, two walks five strikeouts. Now, you know, maybe this is my inner rally Chris coming out, but like, I know that I was pretty on board with the Michael Lorenzen signing when it happened. I wasn't super excited about him being a starter, but I was on board with the signing. I mean, Hey, the proof is there guys. Listen back. You, however, were not. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to eat crow yet? Oh, I have. Uh, I like the guy because uh, again, I did not do my homework on Mike Lorenzen. I wouldn't have known him from uh, Dyke Lorenzen. All I know is that, he, you know, he was pitching his ass off as I disappear on camera. Um, he was doing a Where'd really you go? Yo, John Cena. <laughs> John. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scary. I'm a ghost. Um, no, I think, you know, he did, he did really good in spring training. And I thought, okay, maybe he's going to transition into a decent starter. And I'm blown away that he's five and two. He could have another win in his belt. He's been pitching his ass off. Um, I've been hearing about the charity work he's been doing uh, at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, he went to his high school alma mater's um, uh, championship baseball game. He's going to bring them back on the next homestand to uh, to uh, what do you call it? Be with the uh, you know take batting practice with the club. So he he loves the fact that he's back in his own backyard. That to me, uh, if he keeps pitching like this, I would throw him a contract right away, and I think he would give us maybe a discount. What do you think? Cause I'm eating crow, bro. You're right. I, I think it honestly depends here on uh, what exactly we're uh, he's looking for and for how long, you know what I mean? So are we talking about a two year deal with a three year option? Honestly, I'd even be down for a three year deal uh, for year, fourth year option. Cause he's making like what? 5 million right now. I I'll look that up while I'm talking, but I uh, there you are. But um yeah, honestly, I would be okay with keeping him around for about eight to ten a year. I would too, because the more wins he's going to rack up right now, obviously the price is going to go up. But if we're his hometown team and he enjoys it so much here, we could get him at a cheaper price. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for right now. I'm hoping he's loving his experience here in Anaheim, playing for his team that he rooted for as a kid. Yeah, you know what? And that's the one thing I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. That's the one thing I really like about the Angels. They have a situation right now where there's a lot of guys who grew up as Angels fans or at least grew up locally mm -hmm. who, you know, their family's still here. You're like, that's why I feel like this team's just a little different. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not loading, but I think it's one year, 6.75 million. Jeez, that's a discount, dude. That's, that's just, a, that's just literally about. Oh, yeah. um, it just million. loaded. Yep a million or a half more than what we're paying Kurt. Let that sink in. Yeah. I don't, oh. honestly, I don't know why we saw Kurt Suzuki, but when you guys listen to this, uh, if it's Monday morning, that'll be the question of the day, but you know, Chris Wallach and Kurt Suzuki, who do you think earned the job a backup catcher when Stassi comes back? 
Um, nobody's going to say Kurt Suzuki. I feel like <laughs> the number is going to be so low. I just don't know why we still have him. Maybe he's a really good clubhouse guy. Maybe there's some conspiracy because he's like a Trump supporter. And so is Artie. Like, I, I, I'm just trying to grasp for straws here. Like what else could it be? He's not taking the world by storm with his bat. He's yeah. not a great defensive catcher. I mean, there's got to be something here. There, there's got to be something there too, like you said, because it's not like he got younger. I mean, he's still what, <laughs> is he like 38 now. He's something like that. Yeah, he's something like that. He's up there in age. His best years are obviously behind him. Uh, I mean, Washington got his last good year. So, I mean, what is he out there for? And and we're gonna be playing him every you know three games or so, or two games after Stassi or whoever's starting. Uh, I think you can get a lot more juice from Wallach, and um, and I, I'm thinking that his bat will come around. I think he's a lot stronger. He's about 30 years old. So uh, Yeah, he's younger. He's got more to prove. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. He has more to prove. Like you said, Kurt Suzuki's days are behind him. He won his ring. Mm-hmm. He's about to be 39. He's 38 years old and 230 days as the time of this recording. So, you know, he's a lot closer to 39 than he is, you know, 38. Yeah. And he's very clearly out of his prime. Like I said, I mean, what is he doing? Is It's not like he's mentoring any of our younger catchers. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, Max Stassi's younger, but Max Stassi himself is, you know, in his prime. He's not a young developing catcher. He's been around the block. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's definitely something right now that this organization has to address. I think if that's a glaring spot right now, because my thing is Stassi's good for now for like a year or two. Uh, but but we're gonna need a, a a plan moving forward. You know, uh, I like the rest of the minor leagues and what the positions are at, but the catching spot is definitely in question right now. Who knows? Maybe I'll, uh, the games that Wallach has called, the team has played very well, and that's and got a no hitter. Yeah, and he got a no hitter <laughs> and a shutout in the same week. Um, yeah. So you know, they're they're he's doing something right, and even if it is defensively, it's better than Kurt. He does, you know. I'm going to say Wallach doesn't have the greatest of arms thrown a second, but he's done a good job keeping base runners close at third and at first. He's had some snap throws. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, we haven't had that in a while here in Anaheim since uh, what's his name that went to Houston? Um, um, Martin Maldonado. There you go, Maldonado. Yeah, we haven't had it since Maldonado. By the way, Maldonado, thank you for being traded to Houston so that we can have Patrick Sandoval. Yes. You walked so that Patrick Sandoval can run. <laughs> And just massacre batters. Yes, yes. And, and what, a, what a pitching performance we'll get to in, when we talk about Sandoval here. Yeah, so like I said, Lorenzen, great outing uh, to start. He left the mound with a 3.05 ERA. What more do you want out of him at this point? He's mm-hmm. five and two. If I would have told you Michael Lorenzen would have been five and two in you know near the end of May with a almost exactly three ERA, there is no way that you would have a believed me and B you would have taken that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I was thinking you know, along the lines right now, Lorenzen would be like three and five with like a, a 4.54 ERA close to five, but he's outshined. And, and he actually um, had that one game with had knocked the ERA up. It, you know, he should be in yep. the twos right now. So well, he's, he's pitched excellent for the angels. I think they've gotten a lot more than they thought. So they're already got absolutely. a nickname for him. Thor and Loki now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're doing yoga together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody would have – I feel like the bulk of Angels fans would have projected Michael Lorenzen right now near the end of May to be like Julio Tejeron, to be like Trevor Cahill, to be like Matt Harvey. Oh, these guys, oh, time to move him to the bullpen because he's, you know, 
blowing a bag of dicks. You know what I mean? But no, you know, he's, he's been great, man. He's pitching with confidence. He's proving that maybe he should have been a starter all along. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Tapera came in right after him and got a, a, his 11th hold. Uh, Loop kind of struggled, and that was one of the first times we've seen him struggle as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing with Loop. I mean, he's been a little more inconsistent lately, but yet so has Tapera. So I'm glad that Tapera was able to have a good outing. But when Tapera had a good outing, Loop didn't. And then it's like when Tapera was having bad outings, Loop was having a good outing. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. uh, Oliver get- Ortega came in. Uh, because Loop couldn't get the job done. Excuse me. And then Rysel Iglesias came in to get his ninth save. And Ortega, how how impressed have you been with Ortega? Because I didn't have much of a book on him. I, I knew he was pretty decent in Salt Lake. But what do you think about him so far in relief? I've liked what I've seen out of him. Uh, you know, he's he he's waking me up to the fact that, hey, he's on the team. Very Austin Warren-like. When mm-hmm. Austin Warren came up, he had a horrible ERA in the minors, right? <laughs> We were all like, what is this guy doing here? And then he came up and impressed. And it seemed like that's what we're getting here out of Oliver Ortega. What a bullpen this would be when we get our boy, for, and I forgot his name again from Philly. Uh, what, what's Archie his Bradley. Archie Bradley, because he hasn't pitched much <laughs> for us. But you have Bradley in there. You have Ortega in there. You get Warren back, um, you know, Loop and, and, and Tapera settle back down. And Glacius has looked like he settled back down. And then you get Cajeda in there. That's a hell of a bullpen. That's a Absolutely. really, really good bullpen. Absolutely. And I forgot, uh, and about, Her- quick. I forgot about Herget. My bad. Herget. Yeah, there you go. Jimmy Herget. Don't forget. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I was going to say about Ortega. So when he came up this year, or sorry, last year, he was 2-3 and three with the 5.48 ERA in the minors. Mm-hmm. That was last year. So, you know, it wasn't like he was taking the world by storm last year, and neither was Austin Warren when he came up. So, you know what I mean? It's great to have these guys that people aren't paying attention to who come up and have a great impact. And, you know, as of right now, we're not talking about a fluke. He's 20 innings into this season with a 1.80 ERA. Not to mention in his career in almost 30 innings pitch, 2.76 2.76 ERA. So at this point, we're starting to get a little bit more of a sample size. In the grand scheme of things, no, 30 innings pitch is not a huge sample size. But when that's his sample size in 22 games, that's beyond serviceable. I would take that in a heartbeat. And it's great to have a situation where we have pitching. Todd, I put out a tweet earlier where I said, the angels have solid starting pitching and I'm tired about not talking about it. (laughs) Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. The angels have pitching. Mm -hmm. They have pitching options. It's great. (laughs) Have we, (laughs) have we heard this season at all? Anyone say, but can he pitch? Because that was the walking joke. Every time any signing was there, but can he pitch? Yeah. Could Kurt Suzuki pitch? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like we we literally do have pitching and we're not excited. I, it does seem like the fan base is not excited. Guys like me and you are because we're used to the poor pitching. And then we got your dad who's like, we should send him down. I'm like, you know what, Papa Fox? I agree with you on a lot of stuff. This one ain't it. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, oh. you have, give these guys a break, man. You know, yeah. like, he's 21. Know, yeah, he's 21. This guy can barely drink. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I, I got to say this too, bro. Do you think the improvements towards the end of last season and into this season with guys like Ortega and Austin Warren, like you brought up. And now the guys on this staff, 
do we just all hell Matt Wise? I, like I told you, man, I wanted us to fire him so bad. And, you know, you're eating crow tonight. I'm joining you right there. You bring me the plate and the fork and knife, man. <laughs> because uh, I, Matt Wise, as of right now, you are probably the best uh, member of this coaching staff. You are above Joe Madden. You're <laughs> above Polly S. You're above the uh, Pokemon God himself. So, you know, he, he's done a great job, man. You know, I, I like, I like what he's obviously bringing. The pitchers are confident mm -hmm. and the pitchers seem to respond well after mound visits. That's the thing. All we saw over the last couple of years, even last year with Matt Wise mm -hmm. and, you know, even the Doug White years, you know, well, Doug oh, White year, Doug White terrible. year. He was the worst pitching coach I've ever seen, bro. Hopefully Ty isn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> he loves he loved doug he loved doug oh my dude God. he loved doug. he worked with him during the off season oh man i did not know that sorry ty yeah right um, <laughs> uh, and he, he's like and eh, i'm gonna delete this guy's phone <laughs> i'm not texting him back he's like i like fernando but i will refuse to do a show with ty yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what I'm saying is, you know, Matt Wise seemed like he wasn't getting a good grip of the guys last year. Maybe it's because it wasn't his job. You know, it, he was an interim guy, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't his culture. He was replacing a guy. He was replacing Dick Pick Mick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, it really seems like he's making a good impact on this team, and the guys seem to really respond well to him. And that was the thing too. Like, like he had he had the moniker of not having too much. Uh, experience and then he had to face I mean like him or not dick pick Mick had a pretty good resume at least as far as getting talent you know he may not be the easiest guy to deal with because he's he's giving you pitching tips and showing you his penis but as far as that's concerned I mean Matt Wise went in there and yeah had the interim all over his forehead because that's all they could tell tell you that hey it's interim uh, pitching coach Matt Wise like no respect for him but you could tell by the end of the season the pitchers were getting better the starting even the crappy starting ones we had towards the end of the year were pitching better and then into this offseason and now the fruits of his labor this season you're right he's the best coach on the staff right now yeah yeah, like I said, the team really seems to be responding well to him, and they seem to like him. And at the end of the day, I mean, clearly it produces better pitching. Absolutely. So now let's go to today's game. The Angels win. Well, by the way, the Angels won on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, which is Sunday, um, Angels won 4-1 to one in a fairly dominant outing against Oakland. Patrick Sandoval is that guy and people really need to start respecting him because he is becoming a top notch major league starter. It's not a fluke anymore. He's figured something out. He is confident. That changeup is an Otani caliber pitch. You know, Otani's got the wipeout splitter. Patrick Sandoval's got the wipeout changeup. And that's one thing that definitely people talk about. And if this team gets to the postseason, bro, mark my words, uh, people are going to be focused. The other team, anyway, is going to be focused on Otani and Noah, and and, and when it comes to Sandoval, they're going to forget about how good he really is. And yeah, right. You're always saying that uh, Roger Laws talks about Otani, but what about oh, Patty? Yes. Oh, baby, yes. I haven't seen anybody throw anything like that since John Stamos threw his jock strap in my face. <laughs> he can take that Thor like hammer and hammer me in the most best place that I have the family jewels any day because Thor has those horns that make this announcer horny. Yeah. Right. Pat, he uh, Roger Lodge 
pulls up a photo of Patrick Sandoval. He's like, hey, Siri, play Careless Whisper. <laughs> he's just like dancing with Patrick Sandoval's photo. Oh, Patty, you're so handsome. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day every time he pitches. <laughs> I throw my change up in those pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Roger. Yeah, Roger, Roger. Oh, oh Dodger Lodge. <laughs> so, yeah, 7.1 innings pitch, four hits, one run. Unfortunately, it was earned. One walk and mm-hmm. seven strikeouts. The Sandy Man can, and he did. Yet again, against Irvin of the Athletics, six innings pitch, eight hits, three runs. Only two of them were earned, two walks, four strikeouts, and a home run. But, man, oh, man, dude, Patrick Sandoval seems like he can seemingly go up against anyone at this point. He can, and, uh, you know, we're going to see him against a good lineup against Toronto next start. I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping he gets in on uh, – well, I don't think he will on the New York series. I would have loved to see him pitching that uh, small ballpark to really see what he could do against those bashers. I want to see the best of our best go up against their best. But uh, but I'm looking ahead. But I, I just like the fact that he's a pitcher where he goes on the mound. It's like, oh, it's Sandy. I feel really confident today. I feel really confident he's going to, if, if they're hitting them, it's on the ground, you know, and, and the, if the infielders are playing their positions, like they've been for most of the season, you got squid up the middle, Renifo at second. I feel pretty confident in that. So uh, he's definitely honed in. He's not walking guys like he was the previous two seasons. Uh, he's turning into a real, real legit player. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's Chuck Finley 2.0 without that nasty um, fork ball. He's got his own version of the fork ball, which is his outside changeup. That changeup is hard to, to hit when it's tailing away from right-handed hitters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's fun to watch. I mean, what was the last time we can say Angels pitcher and fun to watch in the same sentence? Maybe yeah. besides like Otani, but, you know, it's because Otani since, you know, 2018, and I don't say this in a bad way, has been kind of a circus act, right? I mean, because it's different. It's something we're not used to seeing. But right now, we are seeing legitimate good pitching by multiple guys up and down this roster. It's not just the starters. It's not just the bullpen. And as of right now, it's not just the fluke. This is Angels baseball, and it involves good pitching. And that is something that you could bet your candy ass none of us ever thought we would have said again. Absolutely. And that's well said. The only thing I would have said uh, different with the Angels is we wouldn't say, hey, this angel pitcher's fun to watch. We'd say he's funny to watch because watch how many home yeah. runs leave the ballpark. Yeah, right. Here comes Andrew Heaney <laughs> playing the circus music. Yeah, how, how many innings is he going to last tonight? You know, three and two-thirds with 105 pitches thrown? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Hey, for the record, remember earlier this season mm-hmm. where I predicted we were going to have – three shutout complete games this year yes we got two yeah it's amazing so <laughs> i'm all, i don't know i mean it's still early in the season and i'm not right yet but you might be eating crow on something else todd i told you it was going to be three and you were like i don't think so <laughs> I'll, we'll be lucky if we get one because of joe madden yeah because i thought he'd be pulling these guys when he still is but but uh but he's <laughs> let a couple guys not let him take them out you know they, they've they've actually stood up to him uh, and I like that. There's a lot of, uh, you know, fight in these pitchers. And uh, the other thing I will say, too, is, you know, we had I th- those four shutouts last year, I believe, um, that the Angels got. And we already got six as a team, like a team shutout. Yeah. So you're talking about complete, yeah. but uh, but we have six shutouts. That's crazy. And we've already almost topped how many um, quality starts we had 
all of last year. Yep. So that's amazing. Yep, absolutely. Great pitching, man. It, it, it's been fun to watch. Very, very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was the Oakland A's series. We took two out of three against them. We kept pace with Houston as Houston is a game and a half up on us right now. And I think Houston goes into a series or they have uh, with uh, Ohio and Seattle, two teams that are struggling hitting the ball right now, but they have decent to serviceable pitching. So we're hoping we're hoping that uh, those two teams can do something against Houston, but Houston's got an easier road right now. Hey, it's all right, man. We, we, they got to, the angels have to rise to the top. It's something they haven't done. They haven't been playing. I mean, it, it's funny to say, even in March, the at the end of March, when was the last time we were playing even meaningful games at that point? You know, we've, we've always been fighting to be around 500 or fighting get, to get right back to mm-hmm. 500. But as of right now, we're fighting for first place. We're talking about the angels being one of the better teams in the American league right now. And that's another conversation we're not used to having. It's early. I'm not predicting that, you know, we're going to be talking about this all year. You know, at some point there will be a losing streak that happens. That's just baseball, mm-hmm. but it is nice to be talking about the angels working towards the month of June fighting for first place. You know, all you can do is win every month. If you know, actually before that you got to win a series and then you got to win a week and then you can start worrying about winning months. Yeah. And, and so far so good. I mean, if you looked at it right now on the pace we're doing, if we, if we finish out may really good, I'll be happy because again, uh, I think we finished the end of uh was it April uh, at about like seven or eight games above 500 so we're keeping pace with that. But if we can get into double digits by the end of May, we're progressing again. We've won another month, like you said. We're winning series at an 80% clip, like uh, like we've been saying. This team is heading somewhere. So, again, the prove it or lose it, uh, you know, or division or, or time in this uh, season is coming up right around the corner. Like, we're literally a week away from playing some very, very tough opponents through the months of June and July, which is to me, and you said it too, is going to really show where this team is at. Come on. Absolutely. You know what? And I'm going to say something that's going to be super controversial while we're playing the blue Jays, you know, the Yankees, we're playing those teams who are competitive right now. I don't think that the next two weeks are going to be about winning every single game or heck even winning series it's going to be about being competitive and proving to the major leagues that the angels are here to stay it's possible to lose a series yet take the momentum from it and that's all they need to do if they're playing good games and getting beaten by you know a pitcher like silsa trusting his splitter and giving up a home run i can live with that yeah, I'm okay if that happens. Rysel Iglesias is the guy to put in. If he blows a save, you know what? It's going to happen from time to time. If, you know, he's making that, for instance, when the uh, the Oakland guy hit his first career home run and got mm-hmm. the walk-off, that was Rysel's pitch. You can't blame him. It wasn't a bad pitch. The, pitch, the batter just got the best of him, and that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I, I can live with those kind of losses. I can live with us not winning every series for the next, you know, two or three weeks when we play these good teams. As long as we're, you know, staying afloat here, this is where you want to go 500 mm-hmm. this two or three weeks, because if we can at least go 500, then you've got the respect of the league. Then you've got people taking you more seriously. Then your players are going to be having a lot more fun. And that's going to lead to more winning. 
because you need these guys to be all in. You need these guys to believe in the system because you see what happens when guys start to give up. In years past, I feel like Mike Trout's been hurt so much because he's kind of given up because there's no reason to come back. Mike Trout's not a quitter, but do you really want to come back when, you know, you have a newborn baby at home or, you know, a toddler and, and you know, your team's losing anyway. Yeah. Last couple of seasons. He, and you know, if the team was uh, anywhere afloat or close to the playoffs in September, he would have played through it, but exactly, but you can't when the team's out of it, it's like, why come back? So you're absolutely correct. And this team's like, they've had already a couple of losses that could have sent this team spiraling, you know, any yep. other year spiraling into a big tailspin instead you know, the Angels will come back the next night or the night after that and played really inspired baseball. So that's something to hang your hat on, too. And if they continue this momentum through those months, it'll be very impressive. Even if they were to get above 500 in those months, I'd be like, holy crap, you know, we got something here, you know? Yeah. So, so let me uh, real quick go about go with the Rangers probable starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to ask you one question because I know you got to leave soon. Mm-hmm. So Dan Dunning or Day Dunning, Mm -hmm. is going for the Rangers uh, on Tuesday. There's no game on Monday. So when you guys are listening to this, there will be no game. So Tuesday from the big A, the 18 and 22 Rangers come in, and he's going to be facing Noah Syndergaard, who's 3-2 and with the 3.60 ERA in 22 strikeouts. So the strikeout numbers are not going up this year, but Noah Syndergaard's kind of changed his approach. He's not the strikeout pitcher he used to be. He's now much more of a ground ball pitcher, Mm -hmm. which is fine. It's, you know, with the exception of his last start, He's had a pretty good season up to this point, and he gets a chance for redemption here. So let's hope that he can kind of seize the moment there and prove to everybody that the first month of the season wasn't a fluke, that that is the new pitcher he is, and he's going to be successful. You know, this is a contract year for him. This is a prove-it year for him Mm -hmm. because he's getting $21 million this year, but if he has a Matt Harvey-type year, those big paydays for him are over. Exactly, exactly. Uh, But so far, so good. Uh, If you're looking for a prediction in that one, I'm going to go with the Angels in that one because I like Syndergaard to bounce back from that embarrassing moment in Texas. And Dane Dunning, this will be the third time he's faced the Angels already. He got shelled in his first start. His second start, the Angels had a chance to knock him out, didn't do it till late in the game, and that's why he hung in there. So I like uh, Noah to outpitch Dane in this one and the Angels to score some runs. Yeah, I think Noah Syndergaard gets a quality start, and I think the Angels uh, take out some frustration here and just go to town. I think it's going to be an offensive explosion for that small two-game series. So Wednesday, Glenn Otto, 1-2 with the 5.55 ERA and 18 strikeouts, goes up against the no-hit king, Reed Demers, who is 2-1 with the 4.15 ERA and 24 strikeouts. Who do you like there? I still like Reed Detmers and the Angels in this one. Uh, I think Reed is going to bounce back too. He looked really frustrated when Madden took him out. The last time he was frustrated, he came out and threw a no-hitter. Uh, the next uh, next game, I'm not saying that's happened this the game, but I will say that Madden pulled him a little too quick in that game, and I think he's going to look to stay in there, so he's going to manage his pitches a lot better, and I think that's what Madden's trying to teach him is to manage your pitches, keep the ball down, and uh, avoid the walks. And if he's able to do that, uh, I do like the Angels to win, uh, you know, double them up like eight to four. Okay. So what about you? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, it's a two-game series, so it's not like it's a, a huge take. But, I mean, yeah, I, I'll take a sweep this series. I think Reed Demers has something to prove. I mean, he wants to prove to the world because, I mean, 
now after you get a no hitter, the eyes are on you for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and there's a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of no name guys who have gotten no hitters, and I don't want Reed Demers turned into one of those. I don't want him to be Dallas Braden. So, <laughs> well, don't laugh. <laughs> I'm just saying because guys like that wind up walking on a field with a huge ass beard. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. I mean, you know, that's the thing, man. How many guys have pitched no hitters, mm-hmm. gotten paydays, or have lived off that no hitter mm-hmm. and have just kind of fizzled into irrelevancy? It happens all the time. It does. You know, I mean, it happened for us. Ask our boy Felix Pena. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, hopefully this isn't it for him, especially because his career is so early on. But unfortunately, it happens all the time. But as of right now, he's still our top prospect. As of right now, the eyes are still on him. And, you know, he still has years to worry about that. He doesn't have to worry about it. Just go out there and pitch. And that's what I think he needs to realize. You know, it doesn't seem like he was trying to do too much his last outing. You know, maybe he just didn't get as long of a leash as he deserved, to be honest. And that's probably because Joe Madeline pitched nine innings, which is clearly over his 35 pitch (laughs) pitch limit. So he now has to, like, suffer for the next, like, three or four starts. Said, well, you're at 24. Bring me the lefty. <laughs> Joe Actually, Madden. no, it's the fourth inning. Bring me right so. Yeah. Bring Joe, me. Joe Madden reminds me of those commercials of the paste, thick and chunky salsa, you know, but but when uh when he asks uh, you know, when the pitching coach comes over there, wise says, Hey, I think uh Reed can stay out there another inning. And then Madden's like, Six innings? What is this? New York City? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's a- <laughs> That's such a foreign thing to him. You know what I mean? A pitcher pitching past the fifth inning or even the fourth inning in some of these pitchers' uh, experiences like Suarez and Detmers and a few other guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so real quick, real quick. Let me uh, go through like the last couple. Do you have a little bit of time? I had like two minutes. Oh, (laughs) okay. All right, so let me go over like some of these. um, Oh, man, these are like super mixed. I was going to say some of the no-hitters that have happened. Over the last couple of years. So Reed Detmers, Edwin Diaz, Seth Lugo, Jole Rodriguez, Smith, and Meagle. Well, you know what? Let me just go through the single uh, no-hitters. So Tyler Gilbert. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. You've heard of Corey Kluber. Yeah. Spencer Turnbull. Have you heard of him? Yes, but, but briefly. Briefly. Okay, yeah. You've heard of Wed Miley, John Means. You've heard of those. Carlos Rodon. I'm sure you've heard of him. Musgrove. Yep. Okay. Alec Mills. Have you heard of him? No. Okay, let's see. Jolito of Erlander, you've obviously heard of those guys. James Paxton, obviously you've heard of. Sean Manaya. Okay, Edison Volquez. Yeah, he bounced around. He was around. Like yeah, yeah. He, he, he was like the, the Madonna of the Major League for a little mm-hmm. while there. Uh, let me see. I, I cannot say this guy's name. Hishashi Ikakua. Oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, with the name like that. It's kind of hard to not hear who he is, yeah. right? Okay. Um, some more. I'm in like 2014 now. Because now we're getting like some really obvious guys like, you know, Josh Beckett, Tim Lincecum. Okay. Henderson Alvarez. Mm, sounds familiar, but can't picture him. All right. Last couple here. Um, Homer Bailey. Heard of him, right? Yeah. Reds guy forever. Yep. Okay. Santana, Weaver, Philip Humber. Nope. <laughs> Okay, you see what I mean? And then, like, you get to Matt Garza, Edwin Jackson, who is another guy who's bounced around. Yeah, he then, played for every team. Absolutely. And then <laughs> Dallas Braden. Okay, you know what? The other one before him, last one, Ibaldo Jimenez. 
Obal, yeah, I remember Obaldo Jimenez. Yeah, he yeah, had, I think he, for the Rockies. By the way, if Braden was on the uh, was on the side of the interstate, you know, like when you get off the freeway, <laughs> holding a sign like uh, don't say know, it, don't say it, <laughs> no, don't just, say it. Just saying, I, I throw a no hitter once. I, I'd give him a couple dollars. <laughs> he said it. I knew, I knew where he was going with that. I knew where he was going. Okay, but you see what I mean. There's a lot of those guys who, like, you've heard of like sixty percent of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. I don't want that happen to Reed Devers. Yeah, that's that's true. Good point. Good. All point. right, and, and uh, last thing I'll leave you on. I'm going to put you on the spot on this one. So. Uh, the Super Halo Bros on Locked On Angels. Mm-hmm. I, I really love what they're, they're doing with Locked On Angels, by the way. They are way more suited for that. So good job, guys. But um, they've been talking now about the trade deadline. Okay. Uh, we'll save this for a future episode. I don't think we need to do too much of the trade deadline as of now. What position, one position that you would upgrade at the trade deadline? Go. God, if I could, I would go all in on a power hitting catcher if there was one available. If there was a consistent power hitting catcher or a guy who just rakes and, and hits about close to or above 300 as a catcher, boom, I'd pull the trigger. I'd give whatever uh, prospect we'd have to as long as it wasn't something stupid. But I feel like if you have hit that kind of catcher in a hitting spot for the Angels and Stassi behind him, boom, you, you can't lose with that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get any kind of catching because they just signed Max Stassi to a three-year contract. Um, I'd love them to. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to go out there and get one more bullpen arm. I think it's going to be a lefty. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge name guy, nor is it going to be a guy who's taking the world by storm. I think it might be a guy like Paul Fry from the Orioles, who's you know had a pretty decent career. He's not going to take the world by storm, but he could be a sixth or seventh inning guy, which we do kind of need right now. Yes, we have Ty Buttry in the you know waiting in the minors, who's at some point is going to be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we have um, you know Austin Warren who's going to come back. So there is automatic upgrades coming to the bullpen. But honestly, as far as position players, I don't see the Angels making any kind of big moves. I don't think they're going to move away from Velasquez. They really like what he's doing at shortstop, and it's obvious. It shows because they keep mm-hmm. giving him chances. Um, you know, I, I I think our boy Dave McKinnon is going to get traded this year. He's going to be involved in something, and I think he's going to be a big trade chip because he is mashing down there in Salt Lake. Yeah, he's he. That's one thing we haven't covered. Our boy made it up from the trash pandas, and he's doing his thing up there. So, yeah, I I, I think they're gonna let him go. Not because you know he doesn't deserve to be here, but honestly, I think he's done enough to earn a spot with another team where he can play. And you know, I'm gonna be a fan of that dude no matter where he goes, unless it's the Dodgers, Um, Mm -hmm. because I really like him as a guy. But man, oh man, he deserves a real shot. Worst case, we see him here in uh, September call up. But uh, yeah, I, I would I, I'm with you on that one. I think he'd be a good trade piece. I'd hate to see him go, but yeah. where else are you going to put him, dude? Yeah, I mean, you know, every single position right now is pretty, especially because he's the first baseman. You know, I mean, we have Walsh for what five more years, four more years. Yeah. So it's like, but right. can he catch? <laughs> yeah, right. But can he? But can he pitch? Yeah, exactly. Can you play uh, shortstop? Jeez. <laughs> if you can give me Velasquez defense and hit. <laughs> yeah right god you got a spot yeah right. uh, so uh we're gonna end it on that we will be back this week hopefully right fernando for another yep. <laughs> from beautiful be, like i said i'll be here all, all week so you need me you let me know see that's one place bro you gotta wear a mask <laughs> year <laughs> round no matter what pandemic oh. or not <laughs> I know, i'm inside the hotel room but even then <laughs> bring back the mask there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you wearing six masks, sir? 
It's for health concerns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't breathe. <laughs> All right, man. So for Todd Fox and the uh, New Jersey well, Wonder. The New Jersey Wonder. What's your name again, sir? New Jersey boy. Okay. <laughs> Fernando Mendez. We will be checking in with you guys. Hopefully the Angels get another series win uh, versus Texas. Go Angels. Viva los Angelitos.